one shot at a time. Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, who better to bring in the summer weather, the hot heat, the, uh, the Carolina blues, I guess we could say, too, than, uh, than, than a man himself, the salty golfer, Wes Lohman. Um, we, we've, we've been in contact with him, I think, from the, from the jump of, of our podcast, and it's been cool to see him share our story on his stories on Instagram. Um, he was, I think, the first one to hook us up to Alexa and uh, get us going on Alexa, so that was really cool. And uh, just really appreciate what Wes has done for us in our podcast. So really to ha- be happy to have him on. Wes, how are things down there in the southern states? Hot, hot, just <laughs> hot, hot, hot. And then a little more hot. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. And like you said, I've been following you guys since day one. And really, uh, really cool to see how you guys have grown the podcast and uh, really follow you guys uh, daily so. boy it's been an absolute pleasure i think from our side of things too just to uh to see you grow your own brand and to the collaborations you've been able to do over the last few months which i'm sure we'll get into and uh just just the passion for the game and and kind of you know you down in the carolinas and, and us you know hooking up with the bag tour and even some of the guys down there that we've seen you cross paths with over you know the last few months it's it's really awesome to see that like Golf kind of has no boundaries when it comes to, you know, you start jumping on social media, it becomes a small world very quick for people who truly yeah. love the game as much as we do. Um, and it's been fun to see. Yeah, for, for sure. It's, I mean, we all follow the same people, right, on the gram. So it, it does have that family mentality. Uh, with, and, and there's there's enough to go around. So it's it's not like, I don't know, it's 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 not like any other, like, business or or if you need something hey i'll i'll share my secrets with you and and here's where i got this and take it and go with it and you know i I have no issues with someone that's wanting to start out and you know create their own brand or swag and i get dms all the time saying hey where did you do that how did you do that where did you get started and and this is this is how I did it, and so you know you're more than welcome to use anything I've used to try to get yourself there. So that's yeah, the one thing pretty- I always notice about the golf industry. I think in general too, especially now, I think more than you know, it may be in years past, is the fact that like it's just everyone can eat at the table. There, there's not a well, you're stealing from me, or you know, you're taking food out of my mouth. The golf the golf industry is just growing. I, I think tenfold you know, yes, since Tiger, but since Tiger's return, even, I just think golf's starting to get that kind of hip mentality to it, too, where all these little niche markets are popping up. There's so much room in it that we all can thrive. Yeah, and the thing about golf is there's different levels of it, right? So you have the guy that plays six times a year, the guy that plays four times a week, the guy that's a serious amateur that, you know, is playing in a lot of USGA events and, and match play tournaments and uh, club championships and then you got a guy that plays golf to decompress to not put the stress on him so yeah it, there's just there's you know it's just like with the pga tour they have a big opportunity to get a lot of new viewers right now with them being basically i mean other things are cranking up but you know golf's always got storylines i really wish the pga tour would develop those storylines a little bit more um, but you could get a lot of things going, a lot of people that would not normally watch golf to watch golf if they would 
you know, I think that they have a real opportunity this summer. Oh, absolutely. It's really cool how you said, you know, there's so many different types of people who golf too. And, you know, whether it's the decompressed kind of guy or it's the guy that just gets out with his dad, you know, six times a year or even less than that. You know, I'm really interested to see just because I, I know where you're at now as far as the game of golf and kind of the vibe you have. Where did it all start for you? Like, how did you first get introduced to the game and, and what led you to be what you are now within the industry? Yeah, so sports were always a part of our lives growing up. I played football, basketball, baseball, ran the gamut, played them all, played basketball at a very high level. And, uh, but golf was always in the family. So my father is a minister and his father is a minister. And uh, so every other year, um, every other year we have a massive family vacation with all the, with all the family. And my dad has three brothers. And uh, so my papa was probably one of the most competitive men I've ever met in my life. And he loved the game of golf, just absolutely loved it. Was a very good amateur golfer. Um, so he started, I don't even know the year, I'm guessing probably in the late 60s when they started going uh, on the family vacations. Uh, we had what we call the Loman Open, and he got a trophy. It was, you know, probably four or five feet high. And every year, the every other year, the family vacation was based around a golf venue, a resort or somewhere where there was a golf course. And we had what we call the Loman Open. And the only way you could get into it was you either had to be blood, you had to be 13 years old, or you had to be, or you had to marry into the family. So it was all handicapped. If you want it, you got to take the trophy home and granddad would embroider your, um, he would put your name on the trophy and then you got to keep that trophy for the year. And then you brought it back the next vacation. And that's kind of, that just kind of started my love of the game of golf. And I got out of it a little bit when I was playing high school ball and college ball. And then uh, I really got back into it, I guess right after Katie and I got married in 02. And it was really kind of the last thing I could be competitive in, you know, because your body starts to give out, but your your mentality and the willingness and want to compete doesn't stop, I don't think. So, and I wasn't going to get hurt playing in has-been basketball leagues and stuff like that. So I just really tried to get as good as I could at golf. I, I just really embraced it. I was like, look, if I'm going to do this, let's get as good as we can get. And let's start entering in some tournaments. Let's um, let's let's really kind of challenge yourself because it, it's uncomfortable. Like I'm six foot eight, two hundred ninety pounds. I'm not your average looking golfer. Beard, I wear Hawaiian shirts. I mean, you go into those USGA events looking like that. You know, you get those looks like, why in the world is he here? But that's that that was always kind of the. I didn't like that. I wanted. I want people to understand that anyone can play golf. You yes. can be a country club kid. You can be a kid who didn't have a whole lot growing up. But golf's for everyone. And it is the game of golf. Some of this is going to sound cliche, but the game of golf can teach you so much about life and life lessons. I mean, it's the only game, right, that we call penalty on ourselves, right? It's, so it's, it's crazy to me, and, and it's like I just had to jump in because what you said there is like I feel like that's the only maybe stigma around the game still is like, oh, you have to be the country club kid to like grow up and play 
great golf. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, you can be the kid at the local Muni. You can be the kid who just grew up with a hand-me-down set and is, and is playing in his bare feet. You can be right. really the, – the game is so over-encompassing that, like, I, I love that, that you mentioned that because I think, like, there's still a, a large majority of people out there that just look at the pros because that's the only thing they see on TV, and they say, well, well, that's what you got to be. And it's like – well, no, there's, there, there's the other, like, you know, 95% of people out there who just love to play the game and play it in all sorts of ways and fashions. Yeah, I mean, we had a local muni growing up, and where we lived, it was kind of nice because our house was kind of near the golf course. And me and I can remember me and my buddy, we would go, like, at 7.30 at night, and we'd loop 16, 17, and 18 without anybody knowing it. We'd just play it and literally in the dark. And, and that's just, you know – playing golf until the sun goes down and and a lot of and it's your local community if there's a putting green i mean they can't stop you from coming up there and putting i mean or chipping and, and all that stuff so I, I think that we have to do a better job in letting people know that hey golf is not just for the elite you can you can be you can be whatever and stuff i think i think harold varner is a good I mean, he, he tells the story great. I mean, if those if those kids, I mean, if those older gentlemen up at his local community didn't take him under his wing and say, hey, it's okay, you can play here, you belong here, you yeah. got a great swing, you know, he might not have gotten that chance and been able to do what he's done with the game of golf. I, I so think there's I, so many, too, there's so many stories out there, whether it's they're just starting to surface on the PGA Tour. There's a lot of guys I know with that story down on, like, the Corn Ferry Tour or, you know, sure. before all COVID hit, the, the Canadian Tour or the Latin America Tour. There's a lot of guys out there that, you know, if you look back and they kind of tell their story, there, there was one person or, or, or a group of people that said, hey, you know, like, it's okay. You can play. Like, I, we want you to play. And if it weren't for those group of people, you know, these kids might not have had a chance to be great like they are now. Sure. And it, it's, it's crazy to me that it takes a group of people to make that decision. But then on like the exact kind of vice versa, I'm so thankful that golf has those kind of groups of people in it that's, that yeah. are so all-encompassing and to say, listen, if that kid wants to love it as much as we do, we're going to give them the, every chance in the world to go compete and go sure. succeed. Yeah, it's. I think the beach too, and down here. So we live. It's called the Grand Strand, which is about a sixty-mile trek from Charlotte, North Carolina, down to Pauley's Island, Georgetown, uh, South Carolina. And then we have eighty-five to ninety golf courses in that stretch. And if you're eighteen and under, and you're playing with an adult, it doesn't cost you anything. It's free. So they really, they really try to cater to grow in the game down here which i absolutely love uh hootie and the blowfish has a uh has a tour down here and it's played on mondays during this during the summer and it's, just, it's a kids league and uh so i really i really appreciate how they're growing the game here in myrtle beach and trying to yes we're a resort city and yes we're a resort town and but they're doing their part for the local people to grow the game down here which is i absolutely love that now now i love what you just mentioned because we went back and forth on this a couple mm -hmm. months ago the resort town the resort courses yeah. you uh you for a solid i think two or three weeks after we mentioned that tagged us in every course that you were at that was not a resort course that was Hashtag we aren't just resort golf. Uh, let, let's dive into that because I love sure. it. Man. I, I know there's great golf down there. You know, 
aside from like, you know, your barefoot landing and, you know, your Pete Dye courses down there that have like the, the, the recognition of being your resorts, what is the other side like? Like what is the awesome kind of hidden gems that Myrtle Beach has that, you know, really don't get talked about too much? So like everything is a package deal down here. If you're coming down for a, a vacation or a guy's trip or whatever, or a girl's trip for that. But um, there's just so many to choose from. So your Kings North, your Arnold Palmer courses, you know, they're going to get the play. Your barefoot courses are going to get the play. Um, but down on the south end where I live, down near uh, Merle's Inlet and, um, and uh, Polly's Island, we have got some freaking gems down here. Um, we have two Mike Strantz golf courses, uh, True Blue and Caledonia, which I play as much as I can. Um, I don't, they don't get a lot of – I get some package play, but, I mean, they're, they're on up there in price. But you have, like – I live right behind me. I've got a golf course called Blackmore, which is a Gary Player design, which is just an absolutely great golf course. Small greens, hard greens, um, kind of target golf, a lot of risk-reward, uh, a lot of greats mounding behind the greens it's just it's just a really it's where i practice that's the course i practice on um let's see we've got uh paulie's plantation down here on the south end which is a jack nicholas design he never broke par there it was building 86 he never broke par wow that's what i that's what i've heard and the scorecards that they've got posted in the clubhouse and broke par on those so <laughs> i'm sure if he had broke par either either put those that have been first in the clubhouse no doubt yeah 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 so um there's a couple in there where he shot par but there's just there's just so much to choose from it they've got uh family friend uh just courses that you know you can play as a family that's that's not difficult and then you got tpc right here that you know you can tip it out at 7200 yards so there's just a wide variety of golf courses down here. And the great thing about down here is each golf course, this is, this is one thing that frustrates me about some golf courses, is they never have the correct tee boxes or they don't have enough tee boxes. Yes. Okay. So down here, you've got anywhere from five to eight tee boxes. And literally on most courses down here, it says, if your handicap is between this and this, play this tee box. Mm -hmm. If your handicap is between this and this, play this tee box, which is nice because some people don't know. And it's funny. I don't play from the tips all the time. I'm a 3.9 handicap. I usually yeah. play one up. And it's so funny to see these guys that are, you know, it says, it says in the, uh, on, on the internet that the average golfer shoots a hundred. That's what an average golfer is. Yeah. If you break a you hundred, you're, you're better than the average golfer in, right, in, in right. the United States of America. Yep. So <laughs> I think more people would break a hundred if they'd stop teeing off for the champions and the blues back there. Right. Yeah. I, I, it really oh makes the game a lot more fun. If you can actually give yourself a chance to score, why would you play from the blues or the blacks? If you play four times a year. I've got a great story for you on, on about this tea placement thing. So there's a phenomenal course down here. They actually call it the Augusta of the North. That was when they, when they bought it, that's what they coined or when they built it, I should say, that's when they, what they coined it. It's called Baywood, Baywood greens up in Delaware. Um, and they have this tour only kind of set of teas and I, me being like, you know, a recently graduated, you know, fresh young adult, 
kind of just finally getting into like the one almost scratch handicap. Like, well, I want to go play there. Well, supposedly you had to have a quote unquote tour card. They only let guys with tour cards play it, but through a little schmoozing and through a little, you know, back and forth, I let the head pro let me play from back there. I'm recording currently on like a nice dinner table. If the tees were bigger than this dinner table, I would be surprised. They were just freshly cut little squares, like all right. the way back in the depth. So the, the head pro comes out, the cart guys come out. Everybody comes out because like they haven't seen a guy play the tour tees in God knows how long. And I tee off my first tee shot far right out of bounds as far as you could possibly put one. And I'm looking back at these guys, like not looking them in the eyes because I'm like, I just convinced you for 25 minutes to go let me play the tour tees. My first tee shot, far right, right out of bounds. We <laughs> kept it in the navigation, navigational beacons after that, but it was just, it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's funny to me because I play a lot of golf, a lot of guys and we'll see guys and not to make fun of anybody, but it's just funny. You're like, man, you guys would probably have such a better time if you'd move up two tee boxes. Yep. It's just, it's just, it's funny. But um, yeah, so there's, there's Willbrook Plantation. So Willbrook Plantation, Polly's Plantation, um, there's a couple other golf courses, and they're just rich with history. So those courses are built on um, Civil War time uh, rice plantations. That, uh, Caledonia, I think, is the same way. It was built on an old plantation uh, property. So, and there's 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 posts and and, and um, signs throughout the course that tells you like, hey, this was here, and this person. And there's even at Wilbrook, there's remnants of the old plantation home. There's the the um, the chimney is still there uh, from the old wow. home that was on that property. So it's just there's tons of history down here. And I, I, I soak all that up too and and you can play as hard a golf as you want down here or as easy golf as you want down here, which is which is which is what's so great about I don't know, Myrtle Beach. I'm I'm a I'm sold on Myrtle Beach. I don't think I'll ever go anywhere else. Well, I, I love that you mentioned. I love that you mentioned little remnants. Um, I'm currently moving apartments right now. My apartment doesn't have Wi-Fi set up, so my home club, Glen Riddle, uh, is where I'm actually recording right now. This is the original horse farm of where Seabiscuit and War Admiral. Wow. Um, and man of war were uh were bred so um there's, there's so much history too here i'm looking out the window here the original water tower that kind of fed the the, the grounds is still up they have the original horse gates out on like hole five and six of man of war um it, it's just it's cool to walk places like this where there's yeah, so much sure. history involved and you even come into clubhouse here they have all the newspaper clippings of you know the horse races and this that and the other and and i love to i love to hear that you know there's places like that down by you too because i think so, it makes the experience for people especially that come out of town um that you know it's yeah. not just a golf course it's it's a full kind of experience when you get to walk on these properties yeah, when it, like Polly's Plantation, the, the course of Jack built down here, it's it's amazing to me how he's got three three and a half holes that are literally right on the marsh, but he had to build them onto the marsh. Like he was able to visualize that and see it and make that happen. There's there's a hole out there. I think it's number thirteen or fourteen, and they call it the the shortest par five on the Grand Strand. <laughs> it's all carry. It's like 130 yards, but you get the wind coming in off the ocean, and you just, you know, I've been anywhere from from uh, gap wedge to six iron because you just the wind is nuts right there, 
And then you go up, then you go up north to Tidewater. You played Tidewater? I have not. Okay, so it's it's its nickname is the Pebble Beach of the East. Oh and, wow! And um, the the gentleman I cannot remember who uh, was the architect, but it was his it was his one and only build. He was a tax collector out of um, out of uh, Columbia, South Carolina, and he must have been a really good not tax collector, tax lawyer. He must have been a really good lawyer because he made a really good golf course, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's one of the. It's, I think it's the hardest golf course on the Grand Street because you've got six holes coming in off of the marsh and the ocean, and um, you get that wind whipping down there, and the greens are fast and hard. The, the, it's always in great shape. We played there on Wednesday, no, Friday of last week with the uh, boys from uh, Birdies and Bourbon podcast. They came oh, to love it. down and, and we played with them. Yeah. And it's just, it's so cool because I get so many DMs from so many different people saying, hey, we're coming down on vacation. Where do we play? Do you want to play with us? And absolutely, let's go tee it up. And that's, that's, that's what this has kind of uh, um, evolved into for me. It's almost like, hey, we're not sure where to go. So I've kind of become like a, a, a guide for them to help them get them in the right spots. So yeah. I get to invited to play with them too. It's even better. So. Well, I know, I, I just know from what we've talked, Dante and I both have played the resort golf down there. We want to get down when we come down to your neck of the woods, the Pauly's Island area. We want to get to Caledonia. We want to get to the, the hidden gems. We, we, want, we want the salty golfer tour guide experience. You know, yeah. we, we, we want those gems that you've been telling us about for a while and, and are hopefully going to do that here in the fall. It's, it's, uh, it's on the list, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's nice. I always uh... – I've got two really good buddies that helped me out, uh, Matt Lawless and Kenny Link. And, um, you know, there's we usually play every weekend together. And then when we have people come in, they come and play too. So it's it's a, it's, it's a good time, man. And we just have a good, you know, might do a little skins action on the side or a little Nassau or, or whatever that person wants to do that's coming down. I just want them to have a good time and for the golf to leave a good taste in their mouth so they'll want to come back and do it again sometime. And yeah, so – it's, 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 I tell everybody that what, I think some people are a little nervous maybe, but I don't care if you're 25 handicap. I don't care if you're a plus two. Let's just, let's just go have some fun. Cause let's, let's play, wanna, let's play wanna, this game how it was meant yeah. to be played by having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I want to beat you. I want to beat you for sure, <laughs> but we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to have a couple of beers afterwards and, 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 you know, we're, we're going to have a good time and, because for me, I want to play the best golf I can, but I want to have a really good hang too, you know? That's what it – dude, I tell you what. There's been some rounds where I know I've played really well, and I know who I've been playing with has played really well. But it was just a bad experience. Like, it was just – you know, there, there's something to be said about, yes, playing good golf and at a good place, whether it's a good resort course or a good kind of hidden gem, whatever it is. But if you're with the wrong people – it, I don't care how nice the course is. It's not going to be fun. That's just the, that's just the, you know, scenario at hand is, is you have to kind of have well like-minded people to really make the experience unforgettable. Yeah. Cause we're so busy down here. If you've only got two people in your group, you're going to get paired with somebody. So yep. you might as well invite me to come play with you. So that hey. way you, at least you got somebody you halfway know playing with you. 
I know when I first moved down here, Ocean City, Maryland, everything down here is packaged golf as well. Um, if you're a single, you're packing up with three others. It's just there ain't no other way of, to cut it. And, and it was cool because, you know, I met so many awesome people that way sure. too. And, and I feel like, now correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it's, I feel like it's the same in, in, in your neck of the woods, but the, the package golf when you are a single or a double and you're packed up with two other people, 95% of the time, you're with great individuals. You have a phenomenal time. It's that maybe never even less than 5%. That's the yeah, that's it's usually the never an issue. Never, yeah. it's usually never an issue. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, most people are on vacation anyway, so they're like, eh, you know, we're having, we're having a good time anyway. So oh, for sure. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really not much of an issue. But you will in peak season down here. There's a good chance you're going to be paired with one or two, some or three if you're a single. So. Well, you know, that's just par for the course, but I think that that's, that's kind of the mystique about the game of golf. You know, that's, that's how you meet people that love the game as much as you do. And, you know, chances are, if you're a single, you, you love the game enough to go out there by yourself and, and take the chance. Sure. Yeah, so. for sure. Now, yeah, I played you, with a bunch of people I've, I've never, I didn't, I didn't know before. Like, because we used to vacation down here all the time before I moved down here. And yep. my wife loves the game of golf. And she'd go ride with me, but she doesn't play. But so, you know, I was always being, you know, that weird single <laughs> threesome. You know? Yep. Hey, that, that builds character, man. I don't care what you say. I, I've yeah, been there. I've sure. done that. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So, you know, I mean, we, we've talked so much here in the last, you know, half an hour or so about, you know, the Myrtle Beach area, the Pauly's Island area. Uh, let, let's dive into to kind of your – your your brand the the salty golfer and and when it started you know what what brought that upon itself to say that's going to be my little niche in this market because i for yeah. one love it yeah so it it's it's really a simple story um katie and i we owned a a uh, hat and t-shirt company called old north state clothing company and we made hats and t-shirts nautical type things uh, thought that was something that we were really passionate about. After doing it for about two years, we decided we weren't really passionate about it at all. And <laughs> someone, someone offered us uh, to buy the business and the equipment we had, and it was a deal that, you know, I couldn't pass up. So we sold all the equipment, all the embroidery machines and stuff like that. But I wanted to keep the the Instagram page. So I was like, well, I love the ocean, uh, play golf. So let's just call it the salty golfer. And, uh, fast forward to, I think it was January 28, 2018 or 29. I can't remember, but I created a sticker, the OG sticker with the Mohawk and the sunglasses and put salty golfer across the sunglasses and threw it out on Instagram. So anybody want these, they were gone in a week. And it's like, hmm, that's interesting. So well, hot dang. Yeah. yeah, hot dang. I can't believe that <laughs> happened. And uh, so then just started playing golf and just kind of taking pictures of courses I was playing. And and um, then we got the opportunity through my job to move down to uh, Myrtle Beach. And like I said, our family owns a condo in Myrtle, but then we still have that. But, you know, then we moved on down here to Myrtle's Inlet. And um, started talking with, so I met Matt Lawless through Instagram and Kenny Link, and they're members of the Friars Club, uh, not Friars Club, yeah, Friars Club, the kind of traveling wow. um, thing. So 
uh, Matt was like, hey, let's play golf sometime. He lives in Wilmington, and um, Kenny lives in Charleston. So we meet in Myrtle Beach and play golf. Mac dab in the yeah, middle. Yeah, right in the middle. <laughs> sometimes we'll go further north to help out Matt, and sometimes we'll go further south to help out Kenny. And uh, so I started bouncing ideas off of them, and then – um, so I don't know if you know this, but Katie and I have five kids together. So, yes, sir. You know, yeah. So there's five, five girls. And um, so I didn't want to like invest a ton of money into this because, you know, I just want to have kind of like, oh, this is kind of fun. So let's see what's, so Kenny, he said, Hey, let me partner up with you. I'll help you out. And because um, I love exactly, I love your ideas and, and let's, let's just see where it goes. So um so it's like, all right, well, I need to revamp my logo. I got to get something better uh, because literally the first one, I went to like um, free clip art and just found that face <laughs> and then like cut out some sunglasses and move those onto the Dude, face. Dude, I'm telling you what, for, for the way you're describing this process, that first logo came out pretty hot for yeah, what it was. So it, it, it was, it was very, the same thing with the squid. That was all, I found that on a free, free, uh, paste and cut site. And I just, that blows just, my mind. Cause that squid's awesome, man. Yeah. So I found that on a, on a free clip art. I couldn't tell you what web page. I think I might've just put in squid free clip art in the Google search. Well, I'm gonna cut. You, I'm gonna cut you off right there, real quick, because okay. if our listeners don't follow you yet, guys, go to Instagram at the Salty Golfer. You can check out all these logos he's talking about. He just ran some towels with the squid logo that he's talking about. Um, you know, just scroll through his Instagram. He's done some awesome stickers, some golf tees with that squid. Um, you've for for the way you're describing that squid is kind of just like a throw together logo. You've done some pretty sweet stuff with it, man. Yeah, so it's it's. I'm not an artist at all. I'm not an artist by no means. I know what I want. I think I have good ideas, but I have to make someone has to do it for. So, the logo that kind of just took off and kind of got this to the next level was the face logo that said "Salty Golfer" in the beard. And great story about that. So I've been buying product uh, from a company called Slacker Time. Richard is the owner. He does a lot of golf stickers and fishing stickers, right? When I first stumbled upon Slacker Tide, I thought this guy does the most off the wall, like fishing and golf related kind of mashups. And I hit follow immediately because I was like, this is just something where like, it's so kind of like niche, but I love it. I have to see what he does next. He's down in Florida. He'll tell you the same thing. I'm like, man, I follow your brand. I absolutely love it. It's like so inspiring. He's like, it's so funny to hear people say that because all I'm doing is drawing pictures. Like, dude, well, so anyway, I started. You know talking how many of us can't draw? So that alone. Right, like. right, right. So I'm talking to him. I said, hey, Richard. I, and we kind of, you know, built a pretty good relationship through Instagram. And I said, hey, I need some help. I know you do commission work. I want, there's my idea. What can you do for me? So let me rewind for this thing. So two, two or three weeks before that happened, I get this box in the mail from Slacker Time. And it's got two or three hats in it, all the stickers in the world, uh, some golf balls with the Slacker Time logo, much, probably about $150 worth of merch. So I DM'd him immediately. I said, Richard, I think a box got sent to me by accident. I didn't order any of this stuff. He said, no, man. You've been such an awesome customer. I just wanted to say thank you. So 
Right. So, so that segued into the next thing. I was like, well, I'm going to give him some work. And you know, his commissions are between three and $600 depending on the commission work. So I said, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm going to do. He goes, okay, give me a couple of weeks. And I, I, I got some other stuff to do. And uh, anyway, so about a week and a half later, I get an email from him. And it's that logo. I said, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I don't want to change anything. This is exactly what I want. And I said, where do I Venmo the money? He goes, nah, bro, you're good. He said, this is my gift to you. This is me paying it back. Do with it what you want. This one's on me. So, and that's what I, so I feel like it's my duty when someone who's just upstarting or wants to do the same thing, I can't draw anything for you, but I can get you in front of the right people. I'll you, try can, to get you. You, you can point in the right direction and say, hey, right. I know right. who can. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And who do I use? I don't, I don't, I don't keep any of that secret. I mean, I use Imperial for all my hats. Um, it just, I use the Winston collection for all my uh, towels and head covers and stuff. And so then we did the, the Flamingo and the Surf Man. That Surf Man was killer. Sick. Just absolutely sick. So, I had that idea. That idea was probably five years old because I had that idea for, we actually did a, a similar t-shirt with the old North state company. But I thought every, when I was making that t-shirt, I was like, boy, how cool would it be if I put a golf bag on top of that surfboard? <laughs> and that would just be sweet. And um, so then I reached out to Thomas Creations, Seth Thomas. And I said, Hey man, I, I know you're trying to get into the golf game. I've seen some of the stuff you've done, like you've drawn for Muni kids and stuff like that you know, here's my idea. You, you want to get in on this? He said, yeah, what are you thinking? So I sent him the, I sent him the idea for the Flamingo and the surf band. I think 48 hours later, he popped back with some stuff and we tweaked some things. And boom, is doing that. And I said, I said, what I, what, what I owe you? And he goes, no, I'm just trying to get into this business. So just wow. spread the word. And, and, and you can ask anybody. There's been a bunch of people that said, Hey, I want to, I need a logo. I said, go see Seth. And I, and then, and what's so cool about Seth was not only did he draw that stuff, but he bought some of the stuff too. And I gave him some stuff too, to say, thank you. you know, yeah. I couldn't have done it without him. And, um, and that's, and I've done a lot of giveaways and, and stuff like that. And the people that give away, I always try to buy something from them too. Just to well, like, I tell you, I, I tell you the same awesome. thing with us. I, same thing with us, man. We um we got so lucky when we were first setting up our website. The first website we ever did, um, it was kind of my second ever website I've ever done. Um, so you know, through the line of just meeting people in the industry, shout out to our our guy Trevor Larson. He he works ground crew out in the kind of Northern California area. He's like, hey, man, I've worked on a lot of websites before. Here's my input. Here's what I think you should do. Um, and he's like, you know, I ended up giving him our logins and just saying, hey, if you want to yeah. tweak some stuff, go tweak some stuff. I'll pay you or whatever. So he gets done with it. It looks banging. And right. he just goes, hey, you know, my pleasure. I want to help you guys out. So we sent him some free merch. We sent him some T-shirts, sure. some tees, some stickers, some shirt. You know, just like I was like, dude, I'm not letting this go not you know appreciated because it, right. it's guys like that and, and and the same in your situation the guys that end up paying it forward we have to do the same it's only right yeah. and and it's so cool and i think in a growing little niche industry like this kind of golf little you know whether it's you or whether it's me or whether it's uh i don't even know what else to kind of like mention but 
you know, it's just like, it's the little brands that like people love, man. It's like that little niche stuff that they're not going to find in the OEMs of TaylorMade, Strixon, Titleist, Taylor, you know, like. You're not going to go in the PJ Superstore and find it, right? No, sir. Exactly. And, and we don't want it. We don't want it that way. Nope. Like I, lo I love the fact that all my stuff is small batches. So that 30 to 50 people that get it, guess what? It's stamped to that date and they're the only ones that are going to have it. 100%. And when, and, when, and when I get the DMs like, hey, do you got any hats left or any bottles? It's like, sorry, bro, I Come don't. On. These things yep. went like that. I mean, you just have to see what we do next. You that know? was the cool and, thing. That was the cool thing about some, we did this like kind of octagonal, um, like logo a shield we called it and we did we did 10 hats of like we did three separate styles of 10 hats and i ended up giving the last two away to uh the the first tee of baltimore last weekend but they were gone in no time and people keep asking me like you know well where's those dad hats at well i was like well they were one of, they were one of ten and when they're gone they're gone you know we're gonna we're gonna figure out what works next and do that but like i don't want remember this remember the 17 post i posted about them that's where they were and now they're all gone amen on that yeah i mean yeah get them while they're hot right <laughs> yeah so i need a quick plug so next week or maybe into this week i haven't decided yet so i did a big collab with sneakerhead golf so we've got some oh i saw it i saw his sneakers that are matching that van oh baby yeah. let's go so we uh so we're doing head covers driver fairway hybrid uh alignment stick covers and tea bags and those tea bags are fire. So, and we just did. Some, I think we, I think we did seven of each. I think so. They're not gonna. That's just all the fabric we had. So we're, they're not gonna last super long. But and then Moxie sticks. Those boys, you gotta check them out too because they are doing some stuff. And I, I, I love what they're doing because their their alignment sticks have a story, which is really cool. Like the ones that are that we're doing for the salty golfer. Um, they're from an old uh, pre-Civil War house. They were taken off the deck of a house and repurposed. Wow. So this this really cool stuff. So, but yeah, it's just really taken off. Like it's it's really cool. And sometimes I don't. It doesn't seem real. I'm sure you're the same way sometimes when you get comments or, or messages about the pod and stuff. I had I had someone. I kid you not. And Dante was with me when this happened. Um, we were actually at the Barstool Classic. We were playing in the qualifier. Um, and one of the videographers for Barstool Sports comes up to us. We were wearing our Enjoy the Walk stuff. We were all branded out and then Enjoy the Walk for the, for the day. And he goes, you guys from Enjoy the Walk? And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, we know about you. He's like, no, no, we know about you. And I'm like, I was like, excuse the French, but I was like, get the F out of here. Like, right. you don't know about us. I was like, we have like 1,500 followers. We're nothing. And it's like, no, no. He's like, you're a golf podcast. He's like, I, I know exactly who you are. And, and that's just like, it, it was kind of the, one of the things like, what? Like, are you, are you right. serious? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel like we were big enough in the space that we were in, even as, you know, kind of what we've seen people share and like and everything. Like, I don't, I don't know. It just, it, it's humbling and it's like, it's so sure. cool, man. It, when people like that love golf as much as we do, recognize your love for golf too. There's just that kind yeah. of like unspoken I get you moment. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we, Katie and I went out to eat the other night to this little burger joint out on the ocean called river city. And we're walking up the stairs to go in. And um, so it's, it's a place where you can, you can bring your own, like an old license plate and hang it up. You can write your name on the wall or whatever. So we're literally, I'm literally opening the door 
and my face sticker is right inside on the wall. I'm like, what? Who put that there? And then we went, we went out, we went out and ate on the balcony, and then the flamingo sticker and the the van sticker was stuck on the post, and it said salty was here underneath it. So I thought I was like, what is going on? So I snapped a picture of it and I sent it to Seth over at Thomas Gray. I said, look, dude, we are in the wild. But it's like. It's just, it's just really cool to see those things. And, and I'm sitting on the last drop, sent stuff to the UK. I mean, I, what? The UK? That's incredible. I send, more stu- I send more stuff to California than I think I do to North Carolina. You know, it's funny, it's man. Our first, ever, our first ever giveaway, I kid you not, this was back around like, I think we, this was maybe 500 followers. I think this was the, the giveaway. We we had fought, we had actually multiple followers from like New Zealand and Australia enter for Crazy. this thing, and it's like, dude, I mean, how how gifted are we in this time to have the social media? I mean, I know like people, I feel like sometimes take it for granted or laugh at you when you like recognize the gift of social media, but it it truly is a gift. Like, right. there, there's people from Japan, from China, from anywhere in the world that can stumble yeah. upon your page, my page, our page, you know, right. whatever. And and say, well, hey, I like that. I'm gonna follow. Yeah, we don't. Have, you don't have to pay for advertising either, right? I mean, no. That day's over where you got. To, I mean, you can, but you don't really have to anymore. I mean, it, it's just and- it's just so cool, man. We're in such a great time for what we're trying to do, and just the little niche stuff, man. It's a, it's a great time to to attack it, man. And I'm excited that you know brands like you and Sneakerhead and 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 the Alignment Sticks, Moxie Sticks. You said. Are, are just, you know, getting together. And that's what it's all about. And you're using Winston, you're using Imperial, kind of the household names too. It's like, you know, what better opportunity can we possibly have than to, to, to brand up with these kind of name brands and the new guys as well and do something yeah. that just gets everybody in the mix? For sure. Yeah, it's, 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 really, it's really fun to see and watch and, and like hot birdie golf it's fun to watch and what, what's what's uh what happened to her kind of stuff i just woke up one morning and her instagram page was just that gone. that forever blows my mind and why people yeah. do that to brands like that i mean it just it it's yeah, sickening it's, and and i hope for the love of lord that it does not happen to anybody i know personally i don't know hot birdie personally but even even that to see it to happen to her when we've messaged back and forth a couple times like you just don't want to sure. see that ever right 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 so yeah it's a it's it's a really cool community that we're all a part of and it's it's nice that we can all you know scratch each other's back if we need it and give each other support and you know there's there's no there's no hate for me i mean there's for anybody i want to see everybody succeed and and you know if it's something i dig i'm gonna post it on my page for you on stories you know that's just that's that's the way I am. And, and if it's, if I dig it a lot, I won't buy it. So yeah, it's the you same know? way for us, man. If we, if we like something, we're going to share it, whether it's a, a fellow competitor. I mean, you know, we, we, and, and this is funny too. We've, uh, we actually have met with uh, a lot of their marketing department and, and one of their owners as well, but uh, true links who has kind of, they've started the hashtag enjoy the walk. Um, we, we really didn't know it when we started, but we've, we've met with them, talked with them, and they're cool with it, you know, because they kind of said the same thing. We're not making shoes like True Links is making shoes. You know, we're not yeah. even in the same market. And even if we were, they kind of said the same thing to us. It was like, you know, you know how many mouths there are out to feed? You know, it's just like, let, let's, let's 
be better for the game of golf. And, you know, if you guys are using the enjoy the walk, then great. Like it's not, we're not trademarked enjoy the walk on anything, you know, we're true links. So it's just, it it was cool to see a a huge brand, which I think true links is really starting to become with all their footwear and everything. And and to kind of hear them say, listen, like, let's just grow it together. I think we need a lot more mentality like that. And I think we're starting to see it. Yeah, I I agree. And and it's just, it's really like the platform I have, I I just really like that people are taking the advantage of, and I'm serious when I say, if you're down here, DM me. Because chances are I can get you a deal on a golf course and we can go have a really good time and I can save you some money too. So (laughs) I just, it's, it's, it's really our slogan. It's all about Sandy Pars and Tiki Bars. We're going to play the best golf we can, and we're going to get a cold drink when we're done, or maybe a cold drink while we're playing. Who knows? So A little bit of both never hurt anybody. Yeah, never hurt anybody. So it's just, it's just really cool just to see how the salty golfer is kind of becoming kind of like a lifestyle brand for me. I mean, it's just – it's really how I, how I live day to day. It's just uh, – and. And the goal is, and I'll, I'll go ahead and share this with you. So probably next year, and I've already put some feelers out, and I've got a lot of people on board and interested with some good sponsors and stuff like that. Um, we're just going to throw a huge salty party. So next year we're going to have a, we're going to do a four-man uh, scramble. You bring your own team in because down here it'll cost you about five hundred bucks for. Uh, for three rounds of golf and your lodging, which is completely doable. So we'll have a big party on Wednesday night with a band and food, and then we'll do a four-man scramble handicap on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday with big cash payouts. And bring your own team, and uh, it's that's you just have a massive party as soon as all this COVID crap is over with. So yeah, yeah. What, once we get through that's this, that's a whole other podcast, right? Hey. I, I know God willing, we will. Uh, there's no doubt about that in my mind. Um, but I tell you what, when you let that happen, when you make it happen, let's make one of those rounds walking rounds only and enjoy the walk. We'll be there. We'll sponsor the entire day and we'll get, uh, we'll get some walking feels going on that. Some Sunday bag specials. Well, that would be, maybe we should hold that out for Saturday to see who the real players are. But that probably not a good idea. People would bail on that. Yeah, we could we can we could figure something out for sure. Yeah, we. I just think it'd be a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, that would be phenomenal. Obviously, everyone knows Myrtle Beach and the surrounding area is just kind of the mecca of golf trips. Everyone heads there. Everyone goes there. So if you're doing an event with your brand, with your lifestyle, I know it's going to be a hit, and I can't wait to see it happen. Yeah, I appreciate it, buddy. Yes, sir, Thank man. You so much. Well, hey, Wes, I appreciate you joining us, man. I know we went a little longer than I expected, but uh, seriously, appreciate your time. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm glad we finally got it done. Boys, to get down to you, man. It, it, it's going to be a fun time when we get together. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hurry up already, all right? Hey, we'll, we'll do our best. <laughs> this, uh, this, little, this little virus they call COVID-19 put a little you know, hiccup in the plans of everything this year, but uh, – yeah. We'll, we'll get down there, no doubt about it. And when we do, we'll let the people know so we can uh, get some solid content for sure. So, yeah, we're, we're, everything's still open down here. They do a really good job at all the courses. If you don't want – if you want to ride by yourself, they let you ride by yourself. Uh, they ask you to wear a mask in the clubhouse. They don't ask you to wear a mask on the golf course. Everything's wiped down and all that jazz. So, it's, they, they do a really good job of making sure the, 
the uh, customers feel safe or whatever they need to feel. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way here, uh, here at Glen Riddle in Maryland, Ocean City, Maryland. Um, we've, uh, we've just been phenomenally kind of blessed with the, the staff and everything here. Um, we actually, I think last week had a positive kind of ringing around within the building here. They went back for another test, closed it down for two days, ended up being a false positive. It was a negative. So we're back and open. So, um, Imagine you know, that. yeah, things are crazy. Whole- things whole nother podcast. Amen on that. Anybody listen to Andy Frisella, you can take a listen to that one, but, uh, for another day, another time, but, uh, Wes, seriously, appreciate you joining us, man. It's been a, it's been an absolute blast. I love your brand. I love what you're doing. Um, if you guys can go follow him at the salty golfer, um, for any of his drops or merchandise or stuff like that. I know this, you said you pairing up a sneaker head here soon. Uh, guys go check that out. There's a very, very limited quantity there. So first come first serve get it or you don't. So, uh, Wes, man, it's awesome what you're doing. Thank you so much for the time. Brother, thanks for having me. We'll do it again real soon. Okay. Amen to that. Thanks again, man. Guys, if, uh, if you can go check us out as well and you want to follow along with Wes's story as we post this, uh, it'll be at enjoy the walk pod on Instagram and Twitter, as well as following our YouTube page, enjoy the walk podcast. You guys can find the video version of this audio on our YouTube page. So guys, Thanks for following us. As always, get out there, carry your clubs, and enjoy the walk. All right, guys, as we said, Wes Lohman, the salty golfer. Dante, what a way to cap off and to kind of hit the ground running with our season two, episode one here. Uh, We've seen 63 episodes go by, I think, in the blink of an eye in season one. Um, And and to have our little midsummer break, you went off the grid, I changed addresses. Here we are, season two. We're back at it, man. Enjoy the Walk podcast is here with it. We, we got a lot to catch up on, and uh, I think a lot to look forward to in season two as well. Uh, it, I know I'm excited. You're, you're pretty excited, too, as well, to, uh, to kind of dive into season two here, right? Yes, sir. Uh, very excited. I mean, we looked back. I mean, looking back on it, I, I mean, it was only a few months ago. I mean, what, six months maybe? to where we decided, hey, let's do a podcast. <laughs> I think that's like our best way when you mention like, let's start this brand. I think the best way to do it is to get on the mic and just start recording and drop podcast and see, see where it goes and see how fast it's grown to where we are today. Just thinking about like the four first four episodes that we did to not knowing what the hell we are doing to still not knowing what the hell we are doing, but to meet the, to come like down this road to meet the people we have met and, you know, in person, virtually on Instagram, Twitter, like you name it. it. It's just, that's one of the best things about it. It's just growing the community in that aspect is, and that's like kind of pretty much why we did it is just to hear people's stories. I mean, and, and shout out our story. Shout out to every single person who said, "Yeah, you know what? I'll sit down with these guys. I'll sit down and, and chop it up for an hour and, and see what they're made of." You know, a lot of people on our earliest episodes, they had no reason to sit down with us. They had no, you know, they had no kind of, "Oh, this is what these guys do. This is what they're good at." You know, telling stories, telling our side of the golf industry. And I mean, just to pick it up from the start, we had kind of one of my good buddies 
Hayes, um, Isaiah, obviously, who's been on the show with us from the jump as well. He, uh, he convinced his good buddy, college roommate, Mickey Demorat to come on the show. We've had him on a couple times. Uh, Birdie Gold, Jennifer Arrington hopped on the show with us. Some head pros along the way. Uh, then we sat down with uh, Anthony Malky, your hometown guy in golf drawn at the PGA show. The fact that we got into the PGA show alone um, it was kind of a great Kickstarter for us. Uh, Jeff Mussini, Slope Grade, and I mean, all the way from those guys, Pat Webster, the caddy out at Pinehurst. Uh, Nathan Schroeder, CEO of Empathy Wines, and just to kind of like go through all these people. I mean, it's just amazing to me looking back on it. Ethan Smith, pro golfer, uh, the Barstool Classic champions, Trent Fels, Colton Heisey, PGA Tour caddy. I mean, shoot, man, it, looking back on it now and kind of just going through all these episodes, getting us to episode and what was ending up our season one, episode 63, uh, bringing the heat and, and the recap of the member guest month. It's it's been one hell of a ride, and I'm so stoked to see what season two holds. It, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think behind the scenes of the stuff we got coming, stuff we got planned, people we're going to you know interview, who we're in hopes to interview, to eventually getting our, both of us in the same area on video, collabing. It, it's going to be a fun, fun season. Um, so I'm excited for this road to take. Hopefully down the stretch, things start calming down and we can get back to really bring, doing what this is, what we really love about this. And that, again, it's just kind of bringing the golf community together and just, you know, opening new doors and hearing new stories and just meeting new people. Man, I mean, that's, that's what golf's about. I mean, we said it before. How many sports do you play where you can just show up and get randomly thrown in with like three other like different golfers? And then at the end of the day, you're exchanging numbers. And now you have a new person or group of guys or girls to then go out and play golf with. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, just the, the kind of stuff that we have down the pipeline, like you said, is exciting. And, you know, I kind of want to let our listeners in on our first kind of immediate uh, giveaway, uh, partnership, collaboration, uh, bringing the, you know, kind of niche markets together in this industry uh, is with Tyler's Golf Bags. Um, and, and those who follow us so far have probably seen our post and collab with Tyler um, and the golf bags that he did for us, the Sunday carry bags. Um, let's dive into those for a minute because I just want to talk about the overall craftsmanship of these bags, the ingenuity of these bags, and just kind of the, the overall high quality of these bags and why we're so excited to partner up with these guys, or I should just say Tyler in general at Tyler's Golf Bags and, and Trevor Larson, shout out to him for uh, picking up some design work for him as well. Um, the greenskeeper from out in the uh, California area, hoping to make a return on the East Coast. He was uh, he was kind of saying his his next destination might be close to us, whether it's in Philly or Virginia or even the Carolinas. He might be moving back to us. But uh, shout out to him for uh, you know kind of designing our bags and 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 putting some nice flair with with Tyler on these bags. So super excited to uh, to be doing this giveaway. As the guys and ladies that that follow us have seen, if you guys don't follow us, first off, this is how we're going to do the giveaway. Um, and we're going to give it away Labor Day weekend. If you follow us at Enjoy the Walk Pod, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, we're going to throw out some posts. You guys interact with those posts. 
let us know, you know, we just, just follow along with those posts. You'll see when we give out that giveaway information and how to enter and get entered. But uh, what's basically going to happen is it, it's not a true giveaway per se. It's going to be an auction off of this bag. Um, and what's so special to us is it's our logos sublimated on this bag with Tyler's Golf Bags logos on the bag as well. From the buttons, the zippers, uh, the bottom of the bag embossed in the leather. Um, th this bag is one of a kind. It's going to be one of one to the fans. There's going to be no other fans from Enjoy the Walk that get their hands on this other than one person. So that's what makes it so special and why we're auctioning it off. Uh, Dante and I have had kind of over this little summer break we took um, had the opportunity to carry this bag a lot. Dante had a little nine-hole muni, which I'm sure you get into here in a bit. Uh, but myself and actually the club championship that I just played in this past weekend. And when I say it was one of these seamless like transitions out of my old college bag into this Sunday carry bag, and to carry it for two rounds, especially when it was just ridiculously hot this past weekend, um, it, it was an absolute pleasure to carry. And, and I'm sure you know. Let's get into it, man. It, you carry this thing around at your little your little muni up in uh up in the you know i think what was it the the great lakes the, of of new york the yeah i was in the adirondack mountains <sighs> Boy, in, what a place in a town called i think it was called clifton fine town and like the lake was called star lake and i'm telling you if you if you google star lake there i think there's only 800 people in the town i mean the nearest walmart or major shopping centers, if you need any type of necessity or food or whatever, is 45 minutes east <laughs> or west. So that just, and Canada was about, the border of Canada was about an hour away. So that just shows how north I was in the middle of nowhere, peace and quiet, just kind of had you know, just had to get away. So you were um, closer to another country than you almost were to like food, water, beverage. Pretty much. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, there was like one main road and then there was a gas station up the road and just houses kind of just spread in the woods because apparently they have this law up there where you can't knock down trees. Um, in order to kind of like make land to build homes, you kind of have to build homes and, and hopes like in between trees. It was, so you see a lot of these homes, these houses just like, is that a house? And it's just stuffed in the, behind all these trees, which was like really neat to see. I mean, you want to talk about crystal clear water. I mean, you're looking, you can see the bottom of the lake at like 12 feet until it started really getting a little too deep to where you couldn't see. It was just that clear. Air was fresh. It, we were up elevation. It was just gorgeous. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. I've, only, yeah. I've only taken that trip up to the Adirondacks once. Uh, it was when I was like a sophomore or junior in college. Uh, a group of us went up there to one of, uh, one of the girl's dad's <laughs> or family's lake houses and and even my experience there it was pretty cold when we went up so we spent most of the time either in the hot tub or just inside by the fire just kind of hanging out you know playing cards or whatever but even still i remember man one of like the afternoons we walked out on the lake on like to the dock and it, in the i think the cold of like you know fall or winter it was still so crystal clear clear and it was like that's this is like serenity man this is where like all of nature just comes together and is just like divine um, so, so it was cool. Some of the pictures you were sending me were just, were, were awesome. And, and some of the pictures I saw you post on Facebook, just, you could tell you were out there almost in like another world. Um, and, and I think, you know, 
kind of to piggyback off of that, this otherworldly mentality seemed to carry over into the golf side of things at this little Muni. Yes, sir. It's, it's funny because so I was at my, I was with my girlfriend and her family and they, they own a few properties up there. They have a large family. So they have about like three or four houses. Um, so right where their house was, you walk up the road, make a right, and then you come up to the main road and right across the street is a golf course, aka the Clifton Fine Municipal Golf Course. And I said, this is fantastic. So my girlfriend, Kirsten, she goes, you bring in the clubs? I said, it's bear shit in the woods? It's <laughs> uh, like, absolutely. And I, she goes, yeah, do it. I'm like, whoa, okay, sure. So it's nine holes. It's about, if you were to go play 18 holes of it, it's, it, it's just under like 6,000 yards. Mm-hmm. So it's still a decent golf course. It's not like a short course. I mean, it, it's a par 36. So you're, you're playing some, you're playing some true golf. So I was like, what, what better than to bring the Tyler golf bags now that I can finally carry it. I mean, I had it, but I was just a member guest and they were just constantly <laughs> strapped up in the cart uh, because it was just either too hot or just the courses were not meant for walking. Anyway, so I bring it up there and let, before I get into the bag and how to carry the golf on uh, how I'm, how easy it was to carry it dude this golf course was sick and let's face it the adirondack mountains you're probably not thinking a golf town or you're gonna go to the adirondack mountains to play golf but let me tell you what this course was for a municipal golf course and kind of small town it is and probably the money that they get and probably the traffic that they they get from either locals and and out-of-staters was in phenomenal when you think new york when i think new york i think new york city long island right there's phenomenal high-end golf courses on long island i mean there's mm-hmm. major championships i mean, you got beth page black for example right in the right in the middle of long island new york when i think new york that's what i think of i don't think straight up country mountain-esque kind of native land mm-hmm. right so I'm not really thinking, thinking much of it. I, you know, oh, they have golf. Really? <laughs> I'm thinking more of these people are hunters, fishers, and just kind of ice fishers, you name it, winter people, right? They love the cold because it's probably cold seven months out of the year more than anywhere else. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, walk across the street. The conditions were actually phenomenal for what the course was the greens were green as can be they the rolled they rolled they rolled like true uh they were slow which i can kind of understand because it's on the side of a mountain and there's Mm -hmm. probably more ice and snow on top of the turf that you probably want to keep it a little longer so you're not killing it when it in hoops when it starts to get nice makes sense whatnot Rough was there. Fairways are a little long, but then again, I mean, you're on the side of the mountain. I'm telling you, you can see like rocks coming out of the ground, like stones. But dude, this, here's the best part of the course. They're open. They're the clubhouse opens nine to five. So they're saying they're open nine to five. They like regular business hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, you know what? I'm just going to go in the morning and see 
see what's good. So I get there and it looks closed and I said, crap, I left it set. I went to go play for like 7.30. So if I play nine holes, I can get done in like an hour and 15. Be back for breakfast, start the day. So I end up going across the street, walk there because it's across the street, which was great. So I had the bag strapped to my shoulder. I see the greenskeeper. So I met, shout out to Gary. Uh, Gary and I were talking. I said, are you guys closed? He goes, well, we don't have someone come in until nine. And I said, oh, he goes, but we do have this honor system that we implemented. There's a box over there. Uh, you can just go right ahead. It says what you need to do. The, the instructions, like basically the cost to play, you just drop it in the box and you just play at will. He goes, the only thing I can't really let you get is a cart. I said, that's fine. We're enjoy the walk. Why would I want a cart? Love it. So I'm like, you gotta be kidding. So I walk over, I look at this drop box, 10 bucks to play nine holes. I said, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, just go out, have fun. It's like, okay. Drop 10 bucks in the box. Cause he was like, we really appreciate your bit the business because small town, not too many people. So they're probably not getting much play. Uh -huh. So whatever money they can possibly get, you know, more, you know, it allows them to put more projects into the golf course. Anyway, tee it up. I got Tyler golf bags with me. And let me tell you what, I felt like I was not carrying a golf bag. That's how light the damn thing it is. I mean, it is absolutely, I mean, this is basically the Sunday carry bag that I, I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause I have another one. It's just a little too bulky. And I've tried like the double straps or like, some other higher uh, major brands and it just didn't go my way. And let me tell you what, yeah, you just throw that on the shoulder and, and you're going. It, it mean, was it crazy to me. It was crazy to me because I carried this ping hoofer forever. And I know you had a ping bag, I think as well with the running deer logo on, you know, before you made the switch over to the Sunday carry and they're each in their own right. Obviously, you know, you're not going to carry a Sunday carry a hundred percent of the time. Sometimes a stand bag is nice just to throw it around and be a little different of a vibe. But, for a Sunday carry bag, I was shocked at how easy the transition was. The 14 clubs is not even an issue. Most Sunday carries, sometimes you're like maybe at like a max at like 10. And then you're like, damn, 11, 12, 13, 14 is getting a little, you know, sticky in there to, to, to yeah, shove the rest yeah, of yeah. them in, you know. And, and this bag made the transition so easy. And in both rounds that I played, even in the club championship where I was using all 14 clubs because we played it from all the way back, I never found an issue of, trying to you know just tug clubs out of there or put them back in like it was just a pleasure to carry from start to finish oh no doubt and and it's got a pretty nice balance to it where if you just sit it just right on your shoulder i mean it's just it's an it's an armrest and you just roll you just roll with it i mean the way they i guess the way the bat the bag heads up because the it's almost like the the opening is like beveled a little bit, kind of like mm -hmm. opened out to where the clubs just sit flat it, as if they're not trying to like fall out or they're just floating. I mean, they, they are wherever the weight, where the, the weight just carries and lands at the bottom. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Talking about the bevel of the bag, man, it's crazy because like when I first got it, and I'll be honest, um, this was maybe my own doing and not really understanding the bag, but I, I reached out to, to Trevor Larson and, and said, dude, what's the deal with this strap? 
because I was having some issues with the strap, like understanding how it fit um, because there's kind of like a belt strap on one end and like a clip on the other. And the belt straps where you can kind of like tighten it or loosen it to make it fit yes. your shoulder. Um, and, and, you know, I just didn't have it fit right off the start. I tightened it way too tight. The, the bag was kind of almost like dumping the clubs out when I first, you know, got it. So it took me a little while to get the bag fit for me. Uh, but after I figured it out a little bit, dude, and, and got it comfortable, I put it in, in the, in the, I think second from last hole. So it's nice and loose and hangs off my arms. Nice dude. And I'm telling you what, from the minute I finally figured it out, I, it is so easy to sling on your shoulder and just walk for miles and you don't even think twice about it. Yep. Couldn't agree. I mean, the only weight that you feel is, is the clubs itself. So it's just, it's just your clubs. So now I got to ask you, what's the rest of your setup look like? Cause like Tyler's golf bags, for those who don't know, he's got, uh, he's got kind of like one central pocket, which has our enjoy the walk logo on it with the two clubs kind of like directly, I guess you would say, um, you know, Hold top, on you know, top over on your bags. It, for those who are maybe watching us on YouTube and not on the podcast, Dante's pulling this bag up, uh, you know, on his screen to take a look at. So right there, that pocket I was talking about, it's kind of like Dante, wouldn't you say like the central main pocket? It's got a little mesh. Is... It's got a little mesh holder, which I use for a water bottle holder. But then I also I put my, my gloves in there. in there. But like, what, what does your setup look like for this thing? Because I'm interested to see how you packed it all in together. All right. So this is the main pocket, right? So this is like your main, if you were looking at a stand bag, that's like where your, lo where your logo is for like any of like the, like the pings out there. That's like, I guess you could say the ball pouch. Mm -hmm. This is your main pocket, right? So in this pocket, what do I have in here? I got my pouch. It's a... Uh, T pouch. It's got all my kind of for valuable pouch, which is what do I have in there? I have I have a sharpie. I have a little like ball mark um, thingy. I got tees. I have divot repair. I have uh, ball markers. I think I said that. Mm -hmm. And then I have what else do I have? I have my CBD uh gummies because we all know how much of a head case i am when it comes to competitive golf because cbd and, and dante on a golf course go hand in hand very well uh so yeah so i pretty much have like all my essentials in there and then i have i have my EpiPen because well apparently i'm allergic to bees oh lord and then i have my um driver wrench little driver, driver wrench. wrench and then i have balls and that's like literally it and i think if i carry a water bottle it's going in there as well i see i put my water bottle out on that mesh patch but then yeah. i'm interested what goes in the snap pocket for you on the other side because there's oh. this really neat little like white snap over pocket on the on the other side and i'm interested to see what the hell you stuff in there yeah so i wanted to it's a bag of my gloves it's a so all my gloves. I like to Ziploc baggie full of gloves. In a Ziploc bag. That's what's in there. Dude, I mean, I have, so let me put this down. Phenomenal podcast etiquette we're having right now. But you know what? It just, it needed to be had. Go over and check out our YouTube page. Enjoy oh the walk it's podcast on YouTube. And uh, so, go, go see that bag. Go see what we're checking out. And uh, go check out this Tyler's golf bag for yourself. Because uh, as we put it up to the camera, you can, you guys can see personally 
how great this bag's made and, and, and the kind of, I, w- I would almost say precision in which all this sublimation has been done on it because each logo looks phenomenal. Yeah, well, to go off of that, before I get into sublimation and how much I'm a huge fan of it, we'll get in that in a second. But I did have this tin. So I used to have this tin where I kept like my battery for my rangefinder. I kept um, kind of like face wipes, band-aids, mm-hmm. neosporin. Well, that, and it's actually Harbor Tan, I think. It's like, I mean, this thing looks like it was made in the 7s. It's an old tin can. I don't even know where it is. Well, I put it in that big pocket. Well, let's just say that big pocket somehow decided to rise to the top and everything else decided to just sink to the bottom. So I, I, it was filled to the brim and I just couldn't get anything. Well, I took that out, got this tea pouch and just kind of condensed it and made sure whatever I need is in that mm-hmm. tea pouch. And then it's just the stuff that I set, set in there. And yeah, that's, let me... I, I like that tin can, so but I am, you know, I am I so opposite. Dude, what? I'm so opposite of the way you pack that bag. It's not even funny. And I'm so glad you just went through that because I'm the opposite. So I have all my gloves still in the original packaging. Shout out Asher golf. Uh, they come with those little like resealable bags to keep your, your gloves in. So I've got all my gloves in those bags. I've got a couple of the brand new tour issue Callaway gloves from the member guests I just played in that are in like the tall, uh, like plastic containers, you know, the gloves yeah. come in. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't fit on that side pocket. So I put them in the really tall kind of central pocket along with my valuables pouch. I did match you there, which I'll get into a little later. I moved that valuables pouch and I think you'll appreciate where I put it. But then, like I said, mm. I was using the, uh, I was using the, the central, uh, the central mesh pocket as kind of, I, I got this nice, tall thin tumbler that I use that keeps ice cold forever that just fits perfectly in that mesh pocket and then I actually put my I put my balls in the side pocket in the snap pocket now really now here's a hack because I know what you're gonna say how the hell do they stay in there right yeah well because I keep them in the plastic boxes you can't have balls in that side pocket just Uh, roaming around you got to have fresh sleeves to keep them in that side pocket or they're going to just fall out everywhere. That's the, well, the tin was too round for the depth of the pocket. So I couldn't, I couldn't button anything. So I don't know what's going to go in there because everything just, will just move around and fall out because it's kind of, it's just two buttons on the, on the opposite end. So it actually leaves space of stuff to fall. But my gloves fit perfectly in there. So I just, the plastic bag, I was like, all right, there. So that makes sense. Keep the balls in the sleeves and mm-hmm. you can maneuver it that way. Cause I'm small hack. There trying to, yeah, small hack. But you have to be a minimalist. M-m-m-m-m-m. You oh, have yeah. to carry absolutely nothing in order well, to really. So I carried, I carried six balls, tops, um, yeah. two sleeves. And then that other, you know, in the, in the uh, snap button pocket there, I also kept just like my keys, my wallet, whatever. And then where I told you I moved my valuables pouch. So I was, it, it was so freaking hot this weekend that I actually stuffed in a couple extra gloves and some rain gloves because I was just sweating profusely both days that I actually had no more room for the valuables pouch. So my valuables pouch has this like, you know, string that you can tighten it with and loosen yep. it with. So I actually, what I did was I opened up the valuables pouch all the way strung it through one of the loops up by the neck of the where like the kind of towel ring is and i looped my valuables pouch around that so every so now i have my valuables pouch 
Well, it's a little, it's a little ring where you attach your towels and stuff like it's that. A, it's a uh, umbrella ring. Have you noticed that? Uh, no, no way. There's no other tab down on the other bottom of the yeah, of the back is. for it. Is there? Yeah. Am I missing a feature of Tyler's <laughs> golf bags without even yes. thinking about it? What? Yep. <laughs> oh my god. I, yeah. It's a uh, yeah. Now check it out when uh when you when you bring the bag up. It's and just wow. look straight down. It's a all right. From like the the leather bottom, it's a little like stitched on piece where you can well shout out it. unhidden feature yep. to tyler's golf bags he's got an umbrella holder that's pretty nifty but i can see where that buckle can be a nice towel loop it it became a valuables pouch loop for me because i just throw my towel over my uh my clubs yeah and actually yep. little life hack here too the towel that we have is so long like the tour towel that i actually just kind of looped it around the top where the strap hangs into the bag and then, so I had this little knot up there with like a foot and a half towel on the left side and I wet the towel on the right side. So I had a wet towel on the right, dry towel on the left. And it worked pretty solid for me all weekend. But I'm telling you what, there's a, that's the best thing about Sunday bags, dude. Everyone sets theirs up differently. And there's cool little nicks and knacks here or there to, to get the most out of however you want your Sunday bag to set up. And that's my personal favorite about any Sunday bag, but especially Tyler's golf bags, because there's so many ways to use it. Oh, no doubt. And that was the, uh, that's the funny thing. Cause I like to keep very little in my bag because obviously we like to walk. I like to walk. So I like to have, and I've used push carts before. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love using push carts. I mm -hmm. love finding different ways on how, how to walk, but I've noticed sometimes the easiest ways to walk is just to throw it on the back throw it on the shoulder or throw it on the back. But I want it completely light to where the only weight are the clubs. So I had to condense a little bit more of what I had in my bag mm -hmm. to, in order to still have room for the Tyler golf bag. Cause you have to have, you can't just have crud. Cause I know mm -hmm. some, some of my friends talked about how they cleaned their bag and they were just finding all this, just this crap everywhere to, to like wow because he because my one friend was telling me how he got a new bag but got a smaller one and cleaned out his bag and realized how much just crap that he had in his bag so you got to make sure that no crap or crud you got to make sure everything I'll tell is you, filled perfectly i'll tell you and i don't know about you but this is just my kind of like oops moment all the time i eat a ton of granola bars and i put the especially nature valleys that are you know notoriously messy as shit uh I, I put the wrapper that still has a little bit of nature valley like crumble in my yep. back in my bag and then at the end of the at the end of like the summer after like 87 nature valley bars there's just one pocket in my bag that i have to go like vacuum out because there's so much shit in it um i i, I see that very quickly happening to a lot of people out there yeah the, i can see that and the, the only thing that i see problems with is is I was having trouble with like, where am I going to fit a water bottle? How big of a water bottle can I possibly bring with me, especially mm -hmm. on hot days and food? Cause you want to stay hydrated and you want to keep food in your system because yep. you're out there for a while. So I'm sitting there I'm like, wow, what am I going to bring? So I think I'm going to start taking either like maybe like one nature Valley bar or get those dried fruit and nuts mix 
because I've seen that, like, it seems like that's really good to take, just like kind of like a little pouch there, and that can fit in small spaces. I'll tell so you what. That's, um, the, that's the only thing that I am concerned with, because if you're one who likes to take a lot of liquids, whether it's beer or water or any other type of alcoholic or whatever beverage you like to drink on the course, or you like to take a lot of food, you're going to be limited to what you can carry. I tell you what has been a fan favorite of mine because they're no mess. They're small, skinny. They fit in bags well. The Quest Nutrition Bars. They're a little more expensive than like your normal granola bar or whatever, but they pack a ton of protein, a lot of healthy nutrients and everything inside of them. And like I said, they're no mess. And you're actually supposed to warm them up so the hotter they get in their bag, the better they are. So. Really? Yeah, they're actually, they're a phenomenal kind of, I just think like food source when you're out there. Um, I, I've only kind of been onto them here the last couple of weeks, but every time I eat one during a round, it just feels like I get like an immediate boost and not just like a, you know, kind of prolonged, like lethargic after you eat, especially like if you eat a hot dog at the turn or some shit like that. Like, uh, yeah, I, I love these Quest Nutrition Bars, but uh, I just think they fit in your golf bag well and don't make a mess. But I'm also a huge fan of like the fresh fruit, dried, dried fruit trail mix and stuff like that. Big fan of that as well. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. And then obviously you got to throw a couple uh, couple pieces of candy to get that, that sugar fix. Throw some high chew. Well, high there. chew action, baby. That's right. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, you did mention something there, which I love. And I, uh, I was texting back and forth with Tyler, who makes the bags. I was texting back and forth with him about this a little bit. And I said, hey, because I, I went out to Lighthouse Sound the other night before the club championship, brought a couple natter days with me, wanted to, you know, fit two or three in the golf bag. And they fit in that side pocket, but the pocket wouldn't close. So I messaged him right away. I said, Tyler, listen, bags are great. There's just one glaring issue. There's nowhere to keep a couple cans or nowhere to keep a good mixed drink. I said, you got to fix that on version two or version three. And he says, oh, buddy, way ahead of you. That's the next kind of big promotion item. So, you know, maybe I shouldn't be spilling the beans because he's probably got some marketing involved in what he's doing. But uh, Tyler's Golf Bags is so close to having the perfect carry bag for a couple cans or mixed drinks as well. And I think he's got something down the pipeline to fix that issue because it, it would be a great kind of, you know, additional piece into what is already a phenomenal Sunday carry bag. Oh, no doubt. And it's, And going back to carry bags or whatever – especially Sunday carry bags, you have to carry the right amount because you're going to be limited in space. And, you know, that's, that's like your, the battle that you're going to go with with bags. There's bags out there that have all the space in the world, but what? They're absolutely massive and you can't carry them. And it's like <laughs> there's a fine line, but I think uh, Tyler Golf Bags is, is finding that in between. Well, I think the best thing is, man, like we're – from what he's released to the public and what's on his page, we've got version two out of like ever for him. So he's only going to keep getting better. He's only going to keep tweaking things to make it better, to make it, you know, he's, he's got the full leather bags now that wasn't an option when we even ordered. So to be coming out with full leather bags, I know he's got some stuff down the pipeline as far as a little bit more structured bags um, for guys who like a little bit more kind of, you know, sturdiness to their bags. But man, I'm telling you, the, these his bags are around to stay for a while and i think it's obvious in the way that just these things have caught on like wildfire um and i'm just i'm so happy to see a guy that's our age in the industry making waves and, and just you know kind of 
just taking over a, uh, a niche that's becoming kind of mainstream within the golf industry here lately. Uh, no doubt. And, you know, I got, I've been to what, three, three different, three or four different golf courses with the bag and people are like that is sick. And the one kid to actually the one kid Cole that, cause I was at, um, running deer earlier, uh, getting some holes in cart kid. He is, I'm not one for Sunday bags, but that thing is sick. So, I walked I mean, off. Just... Uh, I walked off the 18th tee at my club championship uh, after playing like absolute garbage. And a guy that uh, was kind of you know right in the mix with us as well. He ended up losing in a playoff, but um, he comes up to me afterwards. He says, "Man, he said, wait, wait a grind out there, this out of the other." He said, "But man, I gotta ask you, what is that bag?" Like, what are you carrying? And he's actually, he's headed up to a huge buddies trip with a bunch of uh, ex-college roommates. I think he was in a big uh, frat or whatever he was. But he asked me, he goes, uh, how do I get a hold of one of those? And I told him about what we're doing, giving away a bag in September. He goes, no, no, I, I got to go, go on a trip at the end of August. He's like, I need it now. So I, I put him in contact with Tyler directly, and he's getting a, uh, a sweet one-of-one bag made. Uh, for a trip up to Bandon. So, I mean, it's stuff like that, man. It's just like, he's going to have that bag to remember a trip of a lifetime with, and that's going to end up becoming the bag of a lifetime. And I know that's what these bags became for us. The minute we got them, we, when we got our hands on them, we kind of immediately just like acknowledged to each other, hey, you know, whatever we do with these bags, there, there's going to be phenomenal stories around it, no matter where we carry them, how we carry them. As, as long as we have these bags in our hands, there's going to, going to be some phenomenal stories attached to them. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's just, if you have limited trunk space, get one of these bags. Cause even if you don't clear out, the, clear out the trunk and admire the space, the Tyler's golf bag doesn't, doesn't carry but that's it about that man no free ads but all kinds of free ads because we love these bags and, and, and they're something special so um guys be on the lookout I, like i said again we're gonna we're gonna set that bag up for auction uh on labor day weekend so be on the lookout for that we'll be posting all kinds of stuff uh from dante's time up in the uh, the adirondacks and and the carry pictures he got from up there uh some more of my pictures from around the eastern shore area here and uh, just any anywhere, shape, or form that we get to take pictures of this bag anyway, anyhow, I think we're going to post them. So be on the lookout for that, guys. And uh, I think that's it for us this week, man. That's, uh, that's a recap. That's a, that's a season two, episode one, back in the house. Here we are. Hope you enjoy. One shot at a time.